How did a boy from Gwinnett County get to be on the Globetrotters? Well, you know, everybody has their own different stories. So mine, I, I played in a charity game against some former Globetrotters and NBA players. I ended up getting the game MVP. And, uh, you know, they're like, hey, man, you should be with us. So we exchanged information. I got the contact uh, info of Lou Dunbar, who is the director of player personnel for the Globetrotters. And he's also a 40-plus-year Globetrotter legend. It wasn't 40 years back then, you know, so I, I know we, we make fun of his his age and father time. He's been good to him. But, uh, you know, somebody that's had such a long career and legacy within the organization uh, to, to get him co-signing on, you know, you and just giving you that opportunity. It's about 12 years later and, you know, still enjoying um, – just everything that we're about and, and playing in front of the fans. That's one thing I do miss, you know, since the pandemic. So, uh, you know, I love what I do. That's awesome. So there's so many people that have been negatively affected by being stuck at home, not having their normal social lives, all that kind of stuff. So what, like, how have you handled it? Oh, well, you know, uh, I'm no different than anybody else out there. I definitely had a, my my ups and downs had some some low points in the pandemic of just wanting to get out, missing the interaction with people, and then you know waiting almost two years before you can even play again, and then boom, here we go, we're, we're finally uh, starting back, and then you know catching COVID and you know having to be sidelined, and then finally getting to finish out the the short tour that we had once we first started back. It was a little bittersweet. And then, you know, before we're getting started, finding out, oh, man, well, hey, they, they've got a, a new COVID policy to where everybody's got to be vaccinated. All our touring per- personnel must be vaccinated to, to tour. So, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, adversely aligns with my beliefs. So I, I just, I'm like the Kyrie Irving of the Globetrotters, if you will. You know, I'm just sidelined. All right. You know, I've had times in my life where I have felt like because I've chosen to do my business differently and um, Mm -hmm. felt like I've been on the sidelines, you know, not in that mainstream. And it it takes a little longer. But man, the fruit is sweet once once things get going again, you know. Absolutely. You know, I I feel like it's just uh, everybody's responsible for their own joy, you know. So you realize that this is one thing that's missing and yet it's been a major part of my life for the majority of my life but you know there's still other things and things that have been neglected over the course of you know my career so I really made sure to take time to focus on those things spending more time with family and you know of course spending time with my daughter her entire life all she's known is daddy has to leave you know her from when she could talk, Daddy, I need you. Daddy, don't leave. To trying to climb into my suitcase and pack herself with me. Oh, so that's so you know, sweet. And she is the sweetest little girl in the world. I'm a girl dad through and through. But uh, just being able to spend that time is important, and and letting the people know that hey, you know, even though I am when I am gone, y'all never left from being in my heart. So being able to spend that time, it's everything. It's everything. Very good. I had times where I was just, you know, going through depression, you know, 
relationship issues. I think the pandemic was affecting everybody and it didn't really skip anybody with uh, those trials and tribulations. But, you know, I'm a man of faith and I believe that God, he, he puts you through different things just to make sure that you are ready for the big task whenever it comes. So we, we're going to get tested. It's a, it's a part of life. And, you know, you just got to keep going. You have to, you have to like conquer down on your faith and your morals, whatever, whatever it is that you, you personally believe in. Don't abandon those things when the going gets its toughest because it's, it's just a test. So you said something about, you know, you have a strong faith. So when you were feeling depressed, did you rely on that? Absolutely. Absolutely. There was nowhere else to go. You know, right. you, you feel like you're, you're drowning or like the, the walls are just, you know, 100 feet tall around you. And, you know, there's nowhere else to, to look but up. So, you know, I, I just had to remind myself. I, I'm, I'm one of those people that I always try to remember, you know, what I've been been through because it's a reminder of, the focus that you need to, to move forward or to reach that, that next goal. So you always have to remember, you acknowledge, you don't let it weigh you down, but you definitely have to acknowledge what you, the things that you go through and the things that you overcome. So the next time, you know, because we never know when these, these situations, these feelings will come, but you just are better prepared. And it's kind of like, teaching patience with a child or having patience with your child. You know, once you think you've reached one level, oh man, here I go get tested again. So I have to try to level it up again. And then here's the next time and the next time and the next time. And, you know, shoot, I'm out of screen. So <laughs> you just have to keep on challenging yourself and just know that you, you are built to rise to the occasion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Um, the just rising to the occasion and then that really does make you into a role model you know what i mean there's so many people athletes and you know just public figures that would say oh i'm not a role model and that was one of the first things that i learned as a globetrotter you know in my rookie year i was with uh flight time you know we had a lot of amazing veterans that teach you how to be a glow trotter because you know you come in you don't know about being a glow trotter you just know about doing doing your your thing as a basketball player and you know one thing that he told me was that somebody's always watching you're always going to be somebody's favorite no matter who you are or what you do somebody is going to you know focus on you so you know your body language is important all just how you carry yourself all of it is important and me being uh shoot, I'm 6'8", and all this hair, I used to have my hair blown out, and it was just flowing and going nonstop, so I, I would draw a lot of attention. <laughs> I love it. When, oh, I yeah. saw, when I first saw your picture, I was like, oh my God. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I love his hair. I guess it's your trademark. Well, thank huh? you. Uh, it's become my moniker, you know. Uh, I love I it. I woke up like this. I go right, it goes left, and it all goes wrong, but somehow people they still love it. So, you know, I'll just let you guys enjoy it. I'll, I'll suffer on the hot days, but, uh, you know, <laughs> just get some braids and, and put my head out the window like, like people's uh, pet passengers. You right. know, it just a whole different breeze when, when you get it braided. Oh, that's hysterical. You know, I, 
it's a part of me and, you know, something that, that I, I connect with with the fans. And, you know, a lot of people, of course, they, they know me for having the hair. So, you know, I, I come up with a lot of different crazy characters and things to do with my hair sometimes. Oh, I love it. Just all. Hey, um, give give us a, one of, what's one of your favorite memories from being a Globetrotter? My favorite memory, I, I say this memory is something that just let me know that I was, I, I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. This is what I was purposed to do. We were in Oklahoma City. I just like lost my aunt to, to breast cancer. Uh, she lost her fight. And, um, you know, we were having an autograph session. And, you know, it was just swamped. Tons and tons of kids. Uh, and there was this one kid in, in the sea of children. And, like, People were pushing him, like trying to cut him in line, and he just stayed, just happy, just bouncing, just just excited. And uh, you know, he came up to me, and you know, I, I try to be personable with everybody. So this kid says, "Oh, hey, hey, Moose, oh man, yeah, I'm finally up here." I'm like, hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing? I, I try to make a little small talk with with every uh, kid, every parent, just to make them feel like they're more than just uh, like like I'm just trying to get through the line you know so I talked to this kid and I said hey buddy what's going on man Who, who's got you doing all the heavy lifting he had two basketballs and I was like he, he's he's got these two basketballs they both can't be for him so so you know let's let's talk and uh he said oh well you know I'm gonna get one uh autograph and keep for myself and the other one I'm getting autographed to, to auction off to help pay for my brain surgery and then it was like the mic drop. And no kidding. Oh man, shoot, this kid, he can't be more than, than eight, nine years old, but he's the happiest kid in the in the gym. And then I start, you know, paying attention to other things. Okay, well he, he doesn't have any hair. Okay, so he he's probably here at the cancer uh, treatment center, you know, getting treatment. But you know, for this, you know, two hour period, we're here letting this kid lose all his worries. You couldn't tell that he had a worry in the world. Mm. And uh, it just let me know that no matter what I'm going through personally, you know, I still have to carry my life because you never know how you can affect somebody else. You never know what, what you do or what you say, how it can affect somebody and how long it can affect somebody. It can, it can you know, just give them a little push that they needed to, to keep fighting. We never know, and uh, that's one of the, the the beauties of being a globe charter. You're able to be a goodwill ambassador. We do the hospital visits and things like that, and um, just the the character outreach programs that help you know build up our youth in in different ways. And I mean, if you're not trying to to help the next generation be better than than your generation, then you know what are you doing it for? So that really that hit home with me. It, it rocked me. It just kind of gave me a, a different fuel, a different passion to, to go into each game with. So no matter what I was feeling, no matter if I was sad or, you know, I just didn't feel it that day, it didn't matter because all I had to do was come out here for these couple of hours and give these people something that they'll never forget. And, you know, that's, I think, when I when I really embrace that part of being a globe trotter i i just had even more success with it so that's my my personal favorite moment that's amazing oh 
yeah, those kids, uh, I'm from Memphis. And so very aware of, you know, the cancer research that's going on in the world. And so that's a really, really neat, that's a neat experience. Sounds like you, you mentioned that you guys are goodwill ambassadors and you guys get to go travel and see different people and kids. And so is there a type of population that you tend to gravitate towards the most, like working with kids with cancer or any other type of population or like that, you know, like breast cancer because you lost your aunt to that or is there any population that you really gravitate towards? It's it's not really a particular group. You know, we, we always try to be a positive influence to children, you know, because they, they need role models. Like you said, we, we have role models, but some people, they don't even realize that they are role models or don't want to, don't want the responsibility. And I think that's something that each Globetrotter, they carry that responsibility with pride. We love to be able to give back in that way. It's not just, a, you know, because this is your job. It's more so this is who we are outside of basketball. And I think that's why, you know, it takes a special type of individual to be a Globetrotter. I mean, I love it. I think just kids in general are, are who we would try to influence with our, our goodwill. So the name of this podcast is called Food, Faith, and Feelings. I think, you know, in the conversations that we have had leading up to this, the multiple conversations <laughs> trying to get this done, we never really discussed faith. And so I think that's just very synergistic with who I am and what MANA is. We are, you know, an organization that is very much focused on God. I mean, manna actually comes from the Bible, right? When they were in the, the Israelites were in the desert and God gave them manna to eat. And so I named manna, manna, because people with eating disorders have, it's, it's sort of like, I, we want them to come back to the basics where they rely on God as they are going through their emotional and spiritual deserts. So what kind of advice, what kind of wisdom, what kind of scripture would you use or say to just encourage people who are struggling with eating disorders, trauma recovery, trying to really deal with the pain that's going on inside of them? You know, being a man of faith, I rely wholly and completely on that. Um, I, I can't speak for others, but I know in, in my journey, in my walk, through the wilderness, you know, and I feel like we're still we're still in the wilderness in this day and age. And um, I just I I have to give all my worries. Every there's nothing that I can handle myself. It's, we're not made to worry or to be worriers or to be doubtful. Those are all things that we pick up from from the world, from our society, and things like that. That's you know from my belief. And so I just always try to keep a positive mindset and I relying on my faith, I, I immerse myself in the scripture to to strengthen myself. It's like I have to, you know, shed the my, my faulty clothing and put on my my armor in in that sense. You know, I just try to just inspire people to don't give up and the situation is not gonna get bigger than what you can handle. 
sometimes you just, instead of rushing into that initial emotion or, you know, some people, they, they rush into anger or they rush into worrying or, or doubt or fear. And instead of just letting those emotions hit, I mean, we're, we are human, but take a step back and and look at everything that's there and then, then try to start making a plan. For me, I always have to, I, I set goals for myself and, you know, I remind myself, like I was saying earlier, of where I've been and what I've overcome. And then to keep myself on track, I, I always try to, to have it out, written out to where I can visualize, you know, what I'm doing or make sure I'm staying on track with my, my goal. And when you can visualize things or just write it out to where you can see and chart your progress, and, and then I think you have more structure. And I, I've got to go back to, to the scripture because uh, if you look at, at the Bible, when they were in the, the wilderness, God ordered out everything of how he wanted the, the tribe of Israel to section their army. You know, he gave laws. Everything was so detailed and, and well-ordered. And so one thing, because that's not what, what, where my life has always been organized and ordered, I've, I've found that I have to get that order in my life to, to have a better success and a better consistency. And then I, I just find in, in doing that, I have a lot more peace of mind. Uh, my, my patience is better. And I just, I don't feel the, the weight of, you know, whatever situation is troubling me. And, you know, even now, you know, I have things that, that aren't right, but you wouldn't, you would, or, or things that bother me or that I don't feel good about, but there's nothing that can just cripple me here because, you know, I have my faith. And when I'm trying to tell other people or give advice, one thing is I can't give advice if I'm not going to take my own advice. I just want to send that message out to anybody that might be trying to or they're struggling with being a role model. Don't tell somebody to do something that you wouldn't do. Or don't talk about something that you haven't really been through. There's there's people that are really struggling out here and are really vulnerable out here. I believe that you have to find like-minded individuals to surround yourself with while you're trying to get out of these holes, these metaphorical holes, these valleys. We're not meant to just be sad people. When you see somebody that's sad, you know, it's it's worth it to just share a smile. And this is all things that we, we tell a lot of the, the, the kids, you know, and, but it just rings true. Smiles are free. You, you share a smile, you'll be surprised what it can do. I just can be walking around like this. So I say, hey, how you doing? People aren't really going to believe that I'm really hoping they're okay. But if I'm walking, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Or just, hey, just. just it's your your body language and just how you interact with people. You know, it it, it stays with them. A lot of times, you know, I'm walking around and I, I say hello to people. I know I know what I look like. All right, I'm six eight. This this hair is not. It sometimes it's intimidating when you come around the corner and you know. Just, with hey, how you doing? <laughs> right. So you know, I always try to arm people with with a smile or just with with warmth, and uh, it works. But there's people that still won't say hello. I dealt with that today. And, you know, hey, I just 
sometimes you get frustrated. I'm like, my breast stink? I'm not, I didn't get that close. I mean, I said hello. <laughs> What's going on? Hey, how are you all right, man? Oh, oh, hey. I said, how how you doing today? Oh, okay. All right. Well, That's the way it is. Thanks for asking. Yeah. You know, sometimes you have to make make a little uh, joke out of it to yourself, but that doesn't yeah, mean... You got, you got one time to make a first impression. Right. And if somebody doesn't reciprocate that that same warmth, it's okay. You can't you can't change who you are just because you know the the other side of it doesn't match. And keep myself around like minded individuals that have the same likes and business goals and spiritual goals. Just there, there's so many levels to to who we are, and you got to make sure that you're feeding every part. So I have one more question. Um, mm-hmm. My favorite my favorite verse my life verse is romans 12 2 which also happens to be my birthday 12 2 and it and it also is exactly what i do for a living do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind like because i'm a psychologist right and so do you happen to have a favorite verse i really can't say that i have a favorite verse because you know, I'm I'm in the scripture every day, and I, I feel like even if it's something that I've read before, it just carries new meaning. And yeah, you know, I think it's kind of cliche to for me to just be like, oh, Psalm 23, but in all of its simplicity, it's everything is right there for you. I mean, the the Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. Period. So when I find myself just wanting or longing for things, and I just have to check myself a little bit. Well, you know, is this thing that I want? Is this what my flesh wants? Is this something that I just, do I want it because I see other people with it and I really don't want it, but for some reason I'm just drawn to it? Or is this something that I that I need spiritually? I think a lot of times we're looking to be fed and don't realize that the food that we need is is not bread, but we need that spiritual food. It's hard for me in my profession to just speak out as much because sometimes if you just tell who you are and say what you're about off the rip, some people might just try to block you out just because, oh, they, they've heard bad things or, oh, this must be, you, you say you're a Christian, you must be a Bible thumper, you must be this, like this. I can't bring anybody or, or give any insight to who I, I am or what I believe that way. So I just try to extend the same love and warmth to people that that i receive from from those that you know believe in the same thing and it's hard in today's world because you can't say this or you can't say that and you have to be so careful with who you might offend because cancel culture that's just our work it's a very sensitive world and and there's been so much so much hate spread around that now people think everything is is or could be considered as, as hateful. So you have to really, you know, even if you don't mean something, or you have to make sure that you assess whatever is a, you're about to say because, you know, once it's out, it's out. You can't take it back. Tongue is a double-edged sword. So I feel like you have to speak responsibly. And that's a, another part of just maturity, knowing what you – that what you say can really damage somebody. I, I haven't always done that, but I, I, I feel like 
one thing that I've learned over the course of this pandemic is that I have to look inward to and, and be responsible for all the things that I say, everything that I do, just even if somebody is talking to me and, you know, I might be busy, just how how I tell them, hey, give me a second, just little, little things, because I just don't, I don't want anybody to feel that dejection or rejection of just, I don't want to bring any negative thoughts to a person, you know, about me or the kind of person I am, because I, I'm not just walking for myself. I'm walking to be an example. You know, I have to check myself on what kind of example I, am, I that I am to, to anybody. Very cool. Well, Alex, we've got to wrap it up. I appreciate you so much. You mean we're done already? I know. What, oh, honey, man. We do another one? I thought we were just getting started, Jeannie. <laughs> but I am going to call you because we have a gala coming up, and I'm going to need one of those basketballs signed. Well, you know, that's not a problem at all. Awesome. Thank you so much for being a part of MANA and the Food, Faith, and Feelings broadcast. And, you know, I'm happy to have you back because this was this was really fun for me, too. I love it. Well, thank you for having me. And I'm glad that we were finally able to do this. Hopefully this is just going to continue on our beautiful friendship. Sounds great. Thank you. Thank you.